You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 33. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, and that is Amanda She and She Says. I'm embarrassed that it took me this long to write this review. I've been listening to this podcast whenever I get into the car. It is my new best friend. Starting a new business is not easy, and getting it to the finish line for success requires a lot of work. Julie opens the door and indeed her heart to many success stories. Everyone she interviews is so generous sharing their stories. The possibilities are endless. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for the review, and I'm so glad that this podcast is your new best friend. Now, of course, I want to hear from more of you who listen in each week, so make sure to subscribe to the Influencer Podcast on iTunes and leave us a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag me and our guest today on your Instagram story at Joel Solomon and hashtag the Influencer Podcast to let me know you're joining in, as you know that I love to share those screenshots on my Instagram story as well. Last week, strategist and my personal amazing project manager, Dee Reller, guided us through a successful holiday sales strategy. I hope you are implementing those tips because, man, they were amazing. And this week, we have Emmy-nominated producer, strategist, and course creator, Andrea Corson, who is going to map out exactly how to create, market, and monetize amazing high-quality video content. This show, guys, is brought to you today by our free tip sheet, Attract Your Ideal Audience, a completely free tip sheet that will help you cut through the clutter, get crystal clear on who you're talking to, and help you start attracting and growing your audience today. You can grab your free tip sheet over at juliesolomon.net forward slash newsletter. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode. So today is all about video. Yes, my friends, the importance of video content is an influencer's in an influencer's career is extremely vast, as we know, and it is not going away. And really for many reasons, which we will be discussing today, video can be for some, if not most, extremely terrifying. There is something truly so vulnerable and real about pulling back the veil of a blog post or a photo and truly connecting and talking to your community in a recorded or live digital format. And with that vulnerability does come, for some, massive fear. And we've all heard it before, either from ourselves or from the people around us. People don't love video. Um, Maybe video makes them feel nervous. Maybe, um, you know, you don't like the way that you look on video. Maybe you don't feel like you're a very techie person. And so there's too many chances of it glitching or saying something silly or confusing. Perhaps you can't think of creative ways to get your content out on a video platform. Perhaps you don't know lighting. Perhaps you can't edit. Um, You are at a complete loss when it comes to purchasing the right equipment. People are so afraid that if they shoot a YouTube video or do a Facebook Live, no one's going to watch. 
or perhaps some of you just don't like the way that you look on camera. The list goes on. But what I am beyond excited about today is to introduce you to somebody who is about to make all of these excuses that we make up in our heads and tell ourselves go away. Andrea Corson is an Emmy-nominated television producer. She's a digital strategist and consultant. She has created awesome video content for a wide range of clients, including Google, Disney, CoverGirl, DSW Shoes, Carnival Cruise Line, and Nordstrom, and an impressive roster of startups, bloggers, and course creators. A longtime blogger herself and a creative, Andrea has always been incredibly passionate about helping her fellow creatives grow their businesses and audiences, and consequently, she launched Videopop, which helps these modern entrepreneurs out there learn how to create the best possible social video for their blogs and social channels, as well as content creation and course creation. Andrea's course video pop helps entrepreneurs and influencers really grow and scale their business with that video content. And it can be through many different avenues, which we're going to talk about today. So whether you're looking to nail down the perfect strategy for your video, figure out how to make the best video for a specific social platform, launch a successful YouTube channel, hone in on your shooting and edit and editing skill set, or just decide you simply want to teach your team how to make a video or have someone make a video for you, Andrea is a true one-stop shop. I am so excited because today we are going to pull back the layers to producing and executing successful video content. And she will also be sharing with you a bonus at the end of this episode. So make sure to listen in for that. You're not going to want to miss it. It's time to get over the fear and learn some amazing strategy to set yourself up for success. So hello, Andrea. Welcome and thank you so much for coming on today. Hello, thank you so much for having me. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, well, no, a little bit gravelly, but <laughs> well, I uh, am. That was quite an intro, Julie. Thank you. Well, thank you, and and truly, thank you so much for being on. We this when it comes to video, as you know, and we're about to get into it. It is so important. It's not going where it's such a of a vital. Um, component to an influencer's career. And it's not one that we've really dived into extens extensively on sure. this podcast yet. And so, of course, if I'm going to dive in with anyone, it is going to be you. You are the guru go-to video queen. So, Well, thank you. I can I, talk video all day long. Yes. So <laughs> I feel honored to have you on and to soak up your knowledge and your expertise. And um, thank you so much for coming on. And I just kind of want to dive in. And first, I just want to ask you, why video? Why, why is it important to an influencer and the growth of their brand and business? Absolutely. I mean, the bottom line is that study after study is telling us not to, not to bore people with studies, but I also think we need to understand the science behind what we're doing. Video is the absolute number one way to get through the clutter these days. It is our best marketing tool at our disposal. And frankly, it's the best way to create incredibly organic connection with our audience to tell a great story. And again, for them to feel very deeply emotionally connected to us. So it really kind of goes back to that idea of storytelling and really kind of taking it a step farther. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we all know these days people are just not reading. It's just not something that someone wants to take the time to do. And if you present a viewer with either a video and then at the same time, text side by side, 93% of people are going to watch the video. So it's just something that gets traction. It's a way to actually connect. It's a way to frankly, just do things smarter these days. And do you feel like, I don't want to use the word better, but do you feel like it's, you know, when it comes to adding it as a component to say photography, um, mm -hmm. even lives, um, where does it kind of fit in that, so to speak? You know, like 
is it just as important, if not more important? In your opinion. It's absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely equally important, if not more important these days, um, just because as we know, you know, it's that much more difficult there. We obviously are up against a lot of competition as influencers. There's a lot of content out there. And so it's our, it's our job to get our content to people in a way that they want to consume that content and something that's visual and moving visual is just, it's what people are asking for. So again, it's our job to, to give, give the viewers and give our audiences what they want. Awesome. And we're about to dive into that, especially, I love that you just said that. Um, (laughs) now we know that you have created just a wide variety of video really in every genre, um, from Mm -hmm. every social platform under the sun to course creation, to product-based services and business services. And you have even said to me off mic that creating the right video strategy is very personalized, that there is no one size fits all when it comes to video. And so we have to, as influencers and as bloggers that are getting into video really proceed accordingly. So what do you mean by that? And how does mm-hmm. one proceed accordingly? Absolutely. So it really hinges on, on three things. I have, I've kind of coined, uh, the platform or the foundation. So within that foundation, we're factoring in three things. First and foremost is what is your goal? There are so many different goals that people have that we as influencers have for our content. We're, of course, trying to engage on a much deeper level. But is it really for you? Is it actually that you're trying to convert to purchase? Are you trying to really push the sales of the items that you're promoting? Are you really just trying to create brand awareness? I mean, like I said, there's there, there are several different goals that you can have in terms of what you're trying to create. And first upon deciding what those goals are, then we, of course, factor in what our demographics are. If you're going after, you know, a centennial or a millennial as we are, you know, it's a very different, you're going to have a different approach than the kind of content you're going to create for a baby boomer audience. They consume this content differently, but they also want to see, of course, very different things. So we first figure out what those goals are and what those demographics are. And then that in turn helps us decide what platforms actually make sense for that video content. You know, again, it's, it's very different that we know that the crowd hanging out on Snapchat and Instagram is tremendously different from Facebook, which is different from YouTube, et cetera. So those are kind of the three pieces that we have to figure out first and foremost before we're actually creating or before we should be creating anything, because frankly, it's going to shape every single piece of content that you create, because again, the the video that you're going to create is going to be different for YouTube than it is for Instagram, than for Facebook, et cetera. It's just, you know, again, if you don't have that foundation in place, things get really messy very, very quickly. And so it's really up to the influencer, to the blogger, to the business, to, you know, whoever is that, that person or that company to really kind of do a lot of this back end, you know, project management strategy first, really. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely vital. You know, there are a lot of clients that come to me and really are in this, <laughs> I hate to say it, but this kind of catastrophic mindset where they've been making, they've been spending a ton of time because we all know video definitely takes time. And I certainly don't sugarcoat that. They've invested all of this time, energy, effort, money, et cetera, into creating video that is not getting traction. And simply it's because of this piece, because they haven't actually looked at the big picture of what they're trying to do. So therefore these videos are missing the mark. Mm. So you really do have to, I mean, really kind of test it out look at the analytical Mm -hmm. data, you know, figure out kind of what is, what are the goals? Who is your audience with this video? Mm -hmm. And then then how you're going to be able to execute that. Um, 
So yeah, exactly. so I want to kind of, I want to go ahead and dive into this. I want to get to the basics of video content and strategy with you. So, and we actually had a question um, from from a listener um, at Nikki Designs is her is her social name, and she she was kind of wanting this too. Just like, how do you initially start? So let's say that I am someone who has never created video content, and I want to start for the first time. Um, I want you, if you can, to kind of walk sure. me through this process. Obviously, as much as you can and the amount of time that we have, you can't really share with me your 10 plus years of work in, you know, an hour. But obviously, <laughs> what what does that look like? What questions should I be asking myself before I hit the record button with those three targets that you already mentioned in mind? Sure, definitely. I mean, you're right. It is it is a process for sure. But like I said, the first thing is really just that is the goals piece. This is the most vital, important part. Because again, if you're trying to build trust and loyalty, if you're trying to make more money, if you're trying to promote more effectively, if you're trying to create organic conversion, or frankly, just stay competitive, all of these things will shape what you actually create. But the bottom line with all of this video content is ultimately remember that just as with any kind of any kind of content you're creating, blog posts, you know, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, it is all about providing value to your viewer, audience member, et cetera. So if you keep that in mind as you're creating each piece of content, you're already well ahead of most people. Um, but again, really this foundation is the most critical component. So if you're again, first establishing those goals, figuring out those demographics, really digging into the data, which I know isn't this, it's not the sexiest thing. It's not the most exciting thing, but it's absolutely critical. And then of course that third piece being that now that we have those two first pieces figured out, then we decide which platforms make sense. Now, one of the, the main things that I encourage my clients to do right off the bat is to really be thinking about the platforms that you intend to put this video on. Because again, the length of that content, the type of that content is going to vary dramatically. And truly, most of us as creatives and influencers, we think we have to be everywhere. And we also think we have to be everything to everyone. And that is a recipe for disaster. Uh, it's just a way you cannot satisfy everyone. You cannot keep everyone happy. So make sure that, that the content that you're strategizing fits really into that big picture for you. Uh, don't feel like you have to be on every platform. Don't feel like you need to be all things to all people. So make sure that you're really, really targeted and honed in on that. And, and again, you know, these platforms are tremendously different. So we have to really keep in mind, we got to figure out where people are hanging out and only serve those niches. I love that. It's about um, respecting the platform. Yes, definitely. And again, they're, platforms these days are built to keep users on platform. So if we don't really focus on that and get the content to the people on the platform, we just know it's that much more difficult these days to actually get people to our blogs. We have to get the content to where the people are hanging out. That's such a good takeaway. Um, okay, so with that in mind, video production for a moment. What yes. would I need to consider purchasing or having in my wheelhouse to produce quality video content? Just definitely. There's general. There's kind of th yeah, absolutely. There's three things that I always tell people to. These are like the three kind of. If you take any way, anything away from this, these are the three areas you have to really be focusing on quality. So first and foremost is sound. Your sound has to be absolutely crystal clear. And don't think that you need to go invest in a $200 microphone. Many of my favorites are kind of in that $50 to $60 range. And then I have another favorite that's about a hundred bucks. 
But keep in mind that it's going to be ready to go and is going to maintain, you know, it's going to be good enough for you to keep using for at least two to three years. So you're definitely going to get some longevity in that purchase. But first and foremost is crystal clear sound. If someone cannot hear you clear as a bell, they are gone in less than five seconds. So that's number one. Number two is great lighting. Um, lighting kits have certainly come down in price. Again, it's this is an investment. So they're not, you know, it's not $2, of course. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, they've come down tremendously. It used to be that you couldn't get a great lighting kit for about under $700. Wow. And I have a newbie favorite that's come out in the last couple of years. That's about $300. So again, it's certainly an investment in your business. But again, keep in mind that it's going to be, you know, as long as you take care of it, it's going to be good to go for a good two to three years, if not four or five, if you take really good care of it. So again, first is that sound piece, but second, if they can't see you, if it's not bright and, you know, in, it doesn't necessarily have to be bright necessarily, but at the same time, they have to be able to see you. It has to look nice. It has to look like it has high production value. This is a really easy way to, to up your production value immensely is for people to see you. It cannot be dark. It cannot, you know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of voices group lighting. So lighting a second. And then of course, third is to actually use a good editing software. Editing is kind of keys to the kingdom. You know, if you're not great at shooting, one of the ways that you can make your stuff look that much better is to edit it very, very well. Learn the skill set. And I will tell you, hands down, editing is, is the aspect of video that is the most daunting to people. It's being on camera and it's editing. So editing scares everybody. If you're one of those people, just know that you're in a very good company. It's everyone. But taking the time to really learn how to edit properly will allow you to fix just about anything. So those are the three pieces, really sound, lighting, and editing. And then if, would I just go to kind of like Amazon? Would that be a good kind of just start out place to look around and, and try to find some of these just initial sound lighting? I mean, obviously editing software won't be on there, but for the sound course, and the lighting? Or do you recommend yeah, other places? Absolutely. There's a couple that I recommend to people um, in particular. So if you if they want to head over to This Is Video Pop, um, I have a running list of resources of my favorite go-tos. But I will say this, you know, with equipment, don't go to the cheapest thing because you do get what you pay for. And I have to say, you know, many people I know have made the mistake of buying the $20 microphone. It's going to break in like two days. Just don't go there. Um, just take it to that next notch. You know, again, $50, $60 tends to be a good benchmark. Perfect. That's great. Um, okay. So now on to marketing and promotion. Um, yes. I, I get the sound, lighting, editing figured out. Um, we're going to talk a, a little bit more about production in, in just a little bit, but let's say that I, I get it produced either by myself or by someone. Um, mm -hmm. Now, how do I promote this dang thing? Right, exactly. And I'm so glad you brought this up because promotion is the most overlooked piece of the puzzle. People think, okay, great. I've made this amazing, wonderful video. People are just going to come to me, kind of a field of dreams format. And that is not the way this works anymore. You have to get your content out there and you have to promote it really effectively. So there's a lot of different ways, particularly for influencers. And again, I will say that, you know, if you're a service or a product-based business, there's a wide variety of options here, but specifically for influencers, first and foremost, get that out in a newsletter. If you have an email list, you should be utilizing that. A lot of people are concerned that they're going to overexpose their video, that people will get agitated that they're promoting it, you know, six ways to Sunday. That's not the case. If someone's seen the video, they simply will not click on it. Don't get overly concerned about thinking it's out there too much and you know, someone's, again, going to be irritated by the fact that it's plastered all over the place. Again, they just won't click on it. So within your email marketing, first and foremost, get that out in a newsletter format. Get that out to people. Get it out to the list of people who clearly already want to hear from you. Um, there's obviously a lot in terms of boosting posts and things like that. But, you know, 
you have to keep in mind also that we have to figure out what's the most economical for us as well. So let's use the free tools we have. Facebook Live and Instagram Stories, of course, are great resources you know, for a wide variety of content, whether or not just be promoting your content via those platforms or, you know, of course, just getting it on your platform. So if you've created, let's use YouTube, for example, I will say this first and foremost, if you are an influencer and you don't have a YouTube channel, that is probably the first thing you should be thinking about. But there is a caveat with that said that YouTube users in particular very much require consistency more than any other platform. So if you are going to take on YouTube, make sure that you can at least commit to doing one video a week, which is a large undertaking. And I want people to really know that, you know, you can't be sporadic with YouTube. Of all platforms, it is just not something that users tolerate. So make sure that you can be consistent. But getting, for instance, if we take on YouTube, you've created this beautiful video, whether or not beauty, fashion, travel, et cetera, three and a half, four minutes, which is kind of the sweet spot for YouTube before people start losing interest. You get it out there on YouTube, but of course that's not, that's not the, that's not it. That's not the end of it. So then we of course want to recut that to, so that we can really multi-purpose it and get it out there as, as many ways as we can. So we would do typically a 15 to 30 second, um, I guess cut down is what I would typically call it in house, a 30, 15 to 30 second cut down that we would then put on Instagram. We do a 30 to second, 30 to 60 second version on Facebook. If your people are hanging out on Facebook, but get it out there on all of these platforms. We just, again, it's as simple as quickly revising your edit and getting it out. Um, and then there's, of course, you know, there's a million different ways depending on where, where your people are hanging out. So it's, again, it's so individualized. It's kind of hard to make broad stroke statements, but it's again, first thinking about where really your people are and taking it to all of those places. And I love that you brought that up because Instagram live or really just live was something that I wanted us to dive in into, because I, I feel like that it's, it's one way. And actually really my question, my next question for you was going to be, how can I best engage the audience or how can I most importantly get my community super excited about being a part of the video content, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. rather than just simply like viewing it or, you know, participating in it in another way. Like, how do I get them excited to show up if, if it's a live? How do I get them excited to share it with other people, regardless mm -hmm. if it's a live or recorded? Because one of the things that I constantly hear from students or listeners of the podcast is that they're so afraid to show up, whether it's recorded or live, because they're afraid that no one's going to watch it. And right. you know, they don't want to spend, you know, all of this time prepping for an Instagram live, and then they have two views, or they don't want to spend all of this time producing this, this video content, putting it up on YouTube, and it may get 10 views. So, right. you know, and, and I know that you probably have a few different things to say about this. Um, cause a lot of that comes back to just, you know, branding and building the tribe and that sort of thing. And then really getting them used to seeing you on those platforms. Cause you can't necessarily right. expect someone just to show up immediately. It takes time. Um, but, but when it comes to really getting your, your community excited about being part of the video journey with you, um, would you say that doing those live things, just showing up, just starting to get more comfortable being in front of the camera, that sort of thing is a good first step? And are there other steps that we could take as well? Absolutely. Um, I will say this, that there are so many people who come to me and think that they have to be doing live. Live is the first thing that comes to mind. And I actually encourage people to do the opposite. Edited video is easier to take on than live for a couple of reasons. First being that when you're doing something live, you have zero controls. So of course, you know, our audiences have learned to embrace this. 
course, if there's, you know, a baby crying, a, you know, a dog barks, all these different things, people are a little bit more forgiving in a live format. But remember, with that lack of control <laughs> comes, you know, it, just that it comes a lack of control. So we have to really manage the external factors that we can if we're going to take on live. Second thing to remember with live is just because it's live doesn't mean that it's not curated and it doesn't mean that it's not planned. So I've certainly seen plenty of people go, you know, they go live and they think, okay, great. Again, people are just going to come find me. My audience is here. I have a large following, et cetera. And that's not the case because at the end of the day, it again is all about value. So if you're not either inspiring, educate, educating, excuse me, or entertaining your audience, at least one of those three things, if not more than one of those three buckets, there's no reason for them to be a part of the journey. There's no value added for them because again, it is all about your viewer. It has nothing to do with you. Yes, of course, they wanna see a peek behind the veil. They want to get that behind the scenes feel with you. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it is all about them. Mm, it's a great takeaway. Um, okay, so we've talked, we've kind of gone through, gone through a really quick roadmap, if you will. We've talked content and strategy. We've talked production. We've talked marketing and promotion. So now let's talk about monetization. Everybody's yes. favorite part. Um, yes. Okay. How do I go about, I have this, this video now, how do I go mm -hmm. about garnering using that video or pitching brands for other video content? How do I go about garnering a brand deal using video content? And what mm -hmm. more specifically do brands look for in video content that they want to collaborate on? And what other ways can we monetize video content? Sure. We, I mean, so with video content, I have to say there's a lot of things coming out right now. There's a lot of new ways to monetize that haven't actually hit market. Um, there's a few things that unfortunately I can't quite discuss yet because of NDAs, but there's a lot of new ways that um, our multi-channel networks and our, and our affiliate networks are trying to allow us to monetize these things. So for now, we're still a little bit limited. And I, I like people to be aware of that because just to know where things are moving. Um, it is obviously video first and foremost is a focus of every affiliate network that I'm aware of and every single multi-channel network. So there's, you know, there's a lot that they're doing to improve the tools that are at our disposal um, because it is still really a new format. It's, you know, it really has, if we think about, you know, Facebook live really did its, its major push earlier this year. Like if, I don't know if anyone remembers things, we had billboards all over LA, oh, yeah. but there were still a massive push back in January and February. So it is an incredibly, incredibly new format for, for everyone. So therefore, again, the tools have to kind of catch up because it takes a little bit of time for all those things to kind of come full circle. So with that said, you know, first and foremost is kind of reverse engineering the process where if you can bring a brand on board before you dip your toe into video, that's a way to go. Um, you know, of course, every brand under the sun, everyone's focus, I'm sure everyone is well aware is video. So I do a lot of work with different multi-channel networks. And I will say even, even this, which is definitely been a little bit terrifying to a lot of influencers that if you are not doing video in any way, shape or form, a lot of these brands won't consider you at all you are immediately taking off the roster of someone they want to work with because the way that they're viewing this is that you don't have the foresight to see where things are going, mm -hmm. that you're not tapped in enough to the market to understand that everything is going to video. And in two years, let's think about this. I mean, all the branded content deals are going to be there mm -hmm. first and foremost, that will be their focus. Yes. Great. If you can add blog posts, you can add some Instagram and, and other things to augment that, but their focus is going to be first and foremost on video. So some, those are all things to keep in mind. 
So again, with that said, if you're able to dip that toe into video, get a brand on board, really what they're looking for is high production value. And of course, let's just call a spade a spade. It is about numbers. It is about your following. And it's about the engagement within that following. So video inherently engages. It's it's a format that is automatically much more shareable. Again, if you're creating really good content that has that value, it's, it's a kind of content that is shared. People engage with it. People are asking comments. It's just the format that tends to breed much more of that. So you, you essentially, as an influencer, get more bang for your buck by putting your time into that into a format that's actually going to breed the things that these brands are looking for. Mm. And the brands, I mean, one of the big reasons why they love video is because they see it as a higher ROI for them. Exactly. The return on investment. I mean, honestly, it depends, of course, on the kind of content that you end up creating. But oftentimes it ends up being, in my experience, six to 15 times the amount of return on investment. Wow. You cannot argue with that. Right. It's so true. Well, when it comes to the monetization, you brought up two things that I wanted you to kind of dive in deeper um, with the listeners because they may not know what they are. And that is MCNs and affiliates. Can you explain what an MCN, a multi-channel network is and what an affiliate network is and the pros and cons benefits of those? Sure. So, I mean, affiliate networks, there's, there's a million under the sun um, these days, but essentially they are providing an opportunity for you to connect with these brands. They are working specifically with these brands to create opportunities with influencers. So they'll pay you. I mean, it, again, it's, it very much is tailored to whichever affiliate network it is, but oftentimes they'll come up with, you know, a dollar range, say it's, to $1,000 for a video. Um, And they'll, of course, have each influencer apply to the program to make sure that they're on par with with their specific branding, their objectives, et cetera. But again, if you already have a body of work to pull from, if you're saying, hey, here's three three branded videos I've done that are incredible, they've had amazing traction, of course, they're going to be that much more likely to work with you. So making sure that that production value is incredibly high, that you have the skill set, is, is really kind of the basis of all of that. Um, multi-channel networks, again, there's many of them out there, whether it's Awesomeness TV, Kin Community, etc. I've worked with several of them. And essentially, it's very similar where you know, you become a part of this network. These days, really very few of them have exclusivity um, to you. So, you know, you can be a part of multiple ones at one time, typically. And it's just expanding your opportunity to monetize what you're doing. They will be bringing you additional deals. Um, You know, you're part of their roster. So they're essentially pitching you to these brands and doing a lot of the legwork for you so that you're going to get new opportunities that you honestly wouldn't necessarily have had otherwise. And who couldn't use a little bit more of that, a little bit more cash in our pockets. That's true. And then, so how would one go about either garnering the interest of an MCN or an affiliate or signing up for one? Absolutely. So again, there's so many of them out there, um, simply going to their website. So as I mentioned, Kin Community is well, Awesomeness TV, there's, there's a million of them out there, but I mean, first and foremost, you know, we have to be realistic a certain amount of, of them wanting to work with you is going to be about sheer numbers. So, you know, until a lot of these multi-channel networks and affiliate programs, you know, they're going to want you to have a decent following, but there, I have to say there is also, you know, a lot more coming out, especially in the last six to nine months where I've been hearing so much conversation about micro influencers. And this, you know, I know that as a blogger myself, it used to, I used to think I had to have X amount of followers to really start getting traction. And what we're seeing is that a lot of these smaller bloggers, you know, even, even under 50,000 are really, they're able to, how do I want to say this? They, 
your following is so incredibly loyal to you. They trust you. You're not at a level yet where you're, you know, a celebrity, so to speak, because that's really what we as influencers have become. There's a certain amount of celebrity involved. And once you get to a certain size, you know, again, if you're a celebrity, people aren't going to trust you as much. That's just kind of the bottom line. If you are one of them, um, you're in the specific niche that they really relate to. They're going to take what you what you say to heart and they're going to trust you and everything that you have to say. And of course, with that comes product recommendations and such. So, you know, there is a lot of opportunity and it's only going to continue to increase for micro influencers as well. So again, just going to these websites, figuring out, you know, just Google multi-channel networks. It's not hard to find a list and start applying to them because again, it's just going to increase the amount of opportunity available to you. And you can be a part of several different affiliate networks and, and multi-channel networks at once. Mm, that's great. And it's, it's nice that they don't hold you exclusive, you know, because yes. that's kind of harder to find in other arenas. Absolutely. And it's, and it's a newer development really, you know, several years ago they did require exclusivity, but these days we as influencers have a lot of options. And so, you know, there's just, there's no way that we should be limited that way. You should be able to create for, you know, assuming there's no conflict of interest, you should be able to create for a lot of different brands and different opportunities. So with that said, I am a very visual person. So with this roadmap that you've now given us, if I'm still like, okay, so you've given me kind of a good step-by-step to start with, but who would you recommend that I look to for inspiration Mm. or information on how to creatively and visually curate it? Is there, is there influencers out there that you're like, this person is totally nailing it? Absolutely. And I will say with this caveat, again, there are very few people doing this well. Very few. And with that breeds a ton of opportunity for really genius content creators who want to get into this space because there's a lot of very mediocre ho-hum content out there that frankly is doing okay still because there's not that much great content. Mm. So as people continue to increase their skill sets and get better, again, you know, it's going to be the people who are just kind of middle of the road and going like, okay, great, I'm doing video, but you know, it's, I know it's not really up to snuff, but people don't seem to care. That's changing already. So I have to say, I have to give immense, immense props to Krizel Lim. That girl is churning out the most beautiful, wonderful, fantastic content that she is truly just somebody who completely gets it. And she gets it with all of her content, but her video is to me personally, the best I've seen. Obviously Jen M kills it as well. She's doing fantastically. Mariana Hewitt is doing amazing things as always. She's a fantastic content creator, specifically with video. Alex Garza, who's a beauty blogger. Um, she's just as fantastic, beautiful video, tons of value added. So again, there's a couple of people that I recommend, but frankly, there are not many names that I throw out because there are not many people doing it well. Well, there you go, guys. You've heard it here first. When we always talk about saturation and trying to, you know, think of things to do different and more unique, Andrea is sitting here telling you this is a market that may look saturated, but when it comes to quality, it is not. So absolutely. with that said, I want to talk for a minute about fear because you've just given us this incredible roadmap. So now how do I get over that fear of just simply showing up and what are ways that I can really kind of just be my own cheerleader and stay proactive with keeping this consistent? Because as you know, as you've said, it's, it's all about the consistency of consistently showing up. Definitely. And I have to say, you know, it sounds, it's, it's almost too simplistic, but I will say first and foremost, it is just about showing up. It's about trying to get comfortable. I have been on camera for many years and I'm still not comfortable, but it almost becomes 
a necessary evil, if you will, that it's part of the process. It's something that's great for our business. So we just have to show up and do it. The more that you expose yourself to it, the more comfortable you're going to become over time. And it's just all about practice. It's a learned skill, just like anything else. So, you know, a couple of things to keep in mind, first and foremost, Oftentimes I'll talk to a client and they will say like, oh gosh, if you come over to my house and the day I'm shooting something, it's such a mess and it's such a disaster. No one sees that. No one's aware of that. If you've curated correctly, everybody shooting something behind the scenes, it's a disaster. There's, you know, there's props and there's clothing and whatever the case may be. Things are strewn everywhere. But again, that's off camera. It's off screen. So it does not matter. So don't get too caught up in the process. Um, because again, everyone has that concern and it's a concern I hear very often. The second thing is to really just know that if you start focusing on the right things, if you're really focused on that quality, and if you're really focused on upping your skill set, you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. Because again, there's so many people who think, okay, great. I'm, I'm getting into this medium, but they're not necessarily focused on that production value. And therefore that's, what's making this market wide open. So mm. know that you know, it's essentially the world is your oyster right now. There is so much opportunity. And frankly, as influencers, there is so much money to be made. I mean, it is, it is unbelievable how much money is on the table. It's only going to continue to increase, particularly in the video space. The rates that you can command, you know, oftentimes are two to four times the amount that you would get paid for a blog post or an Instagram post, et cetera. So, you know, just, you kind of got to get it out of your own way. That's one of those things where we as influencers are constantly having to push ourselves and push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. It's part of the process and it just makes us better, better human beings. Mm, so true. And so looking ahead, where should I be putting my efforts for 2018? Should it be, mm -hmm. if I'm starting out, should it be really focusing in on that production quality and that consistency? Definitely. It's all of, yes, it's those two things, production quality, consistency. I mean, those are really the two knocking it out of the park um, aspects of it. It really and, is. And really going back to the goal, the demo and the platform, like figuring those things out. Yes. So you can yes. execute it effectively. Absolutely. It's like I said, it's, it's the number one mistake that I see, I see influencers making. It is that they are creating before they've really figured out the broad strategy behind it. So I want to chat about video pop for a minute, because I think that when it comes to the download that you so beautifully just gave us, a lot well, of people you. are going to be sitting there being like, okay, I totally hear everything that she's saying, but that still overwhelms me just because I don't know. Like, I don't know editing. I don't know. Even if I got the lighting, I don't know what to do with it. Even if I got the right sound, like, what am I doing with this? Um, how do I consistently create my content? So tell us how you and specifically video pop it, it kind of is that one-stop shop for the influencer or blogger out there that is like, okay, I am ready to really, you know, invest in video, but I can't do it alone. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it is all about investing in things that will get you that return that I am all about efficiency and, and efficacy. So with video pop, what I really wanted to do, that's this kind of all was born of several years ago out of going to so many creative conferences and talking to all these incredibly smart, creative, wonderful women and men for that matter, and really seeing that even a couple of years back, even two, three years ago, everyone was starting to see that everything was moving towards video. But again, they were so daunted. They were so intimidated. And I think there's so many people out there who are not techie people. So my specialty is really creating, teaching people how to, I'm, I guess the best way to put it is that I take something techie for, and make it for non-techie people. It is all about how do you derive the most value from, from what you're creating 
and doing it in a way that is as seamless and easy as possible. And, you know, and again, I don't, I don't like to sugarcoat things. Video certainly takes work, but it is work that is so, so valued. So, you know, whether or not it be devising the strategy, which is so, so important, whether or not it be learning how to really tell a visual story, which is absolutely paramount in video, um, or really learning the nuts and bolts of shooting and editing and promoting that content. You know, we service all of these areas from courses. We have a master class that covers everything from top to bottom, as, as we call it fondly in my house. It's the whole shebang. So it is the whole thing from soup to nuts. And, and again, you know, you have to take it piece by piece and know that it's going to be a process. But don't feel like you have to go it alone. Don't, don't waste the next year or two sitting on YouTube, sitting on Google, like we've all done, trying to piecemeal it all together because that learning curve is too steep. So if you can actually shorten that learning curve, get yourself making great video that much faster, then therefore you can monetize that and start earning money that much faster. Mm. So my advice is just really don't go it alone because it is just, there is so much information out there because it's, because it's a medium that is evolving so quickly that a lot of the information that's out there, again, if you're Googling or YouTubing is already outdated. Right. So things are evolving so quickly that if you, you know, if you're looking at an article from two years ago, likely it's not relevant anymore and things have already shifted. So it's the help you need. And that, that's so true. I mean, that's one thing that I think you and I have talked about before that it's like, we, we both did it the hard way and figured it yes. out. And even though it's like, we learned it over 10 years, it like took us took us 10 years. Exactly. <laughs> you know? yes. Let's shorten that learning curve to, you know, three to six months. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, with that said, Andrea has been amazing enough to offer each of you guys listening today, 15% off of any of her amazing courses that go even deeper in how you can apply everything that she shared with us today into your video content. So you can get the 50%, the 15% off using the code LADYBOSS. And that code is good right now. So go over there before it expires. And you can get that over at uh, this is videopop.com forward slash courses. You're going to find a ton there, some of which we obviously talked about today, but really figuring out what you need and you get that 15% off. Again, that code is LADYBOSS. So Andrew, before we pop off, I have to ask you, what does influence mean to you? That is a fantastic question. Um, with influence to me comes a tremendous amount of responsibility. Um, we as influencers are, are shaping the decision-making of, of every generation at this point. So influence to me is really about, it is about shaping. I, I hate to say it. I mean, it sounds bigger. I feel like people don't think it take on the responsibility and think of it as big as it is, but it ultimately is about shaping the decisions that the general population is making these days. So, you know, it's a, it's something that comes with a lot of weight, um, but I also think it's a really incredible space to be in. And we have so much opportunity to make, you know, positive change in the world, really. That's so true. Well, thank you for that. And if you guys are listening today and you want to dive deeper into this conversation, I would love for you to check out the show notes of this episode where Andrea laid out some of the most important takeaways from this conversation. As well, you will find the discount code Lady Boss and the direct link to go and check out all of those courses. So you can find those show notes over at theinfluencerpodcast.com. And if you want to uplevel your influence even more, come over to juliesolomon.net where you'll get instant access to strategy tools and refreshing ideas 
ideas that will help you connect and grow your brand even more. And you'll get exclusive content and special giveaways and personal updates from me that I only share through the newsletter. So make sure to check that out. Andrea, thank you again so much for coming on today. I loved this conversation. I think that it was full of just so much information. I think that the listeners today are going to leave not only inspired and excited, but really ready to get down to business when it comes to video. So thank you so much for showing up and for offering that amazing discount. That is awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.